Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place for six, seven and eight figure sellers to grow their business profits and indeed create a seven figure asset they can sell if they want to part of the amazing FBA family of podcasts. Today, we are warmly welcoming Ritis uh, Loris of Omnisend. Ritis is the co-founder and CEO of Omnisend and Omnisend is an omni-channel marketing automation platform tailored for e-commerce. Welcome to the show, Ritis. Hi, Michael. Thanks for inviting. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure. Now, we're actually streaming live to uh, Facebook as we talk. And uh, Facebook was down yesterday. And as you were saying, a very good reminder that we want to be omni-channel because sometimes a single channel that seems like it's kind of part of the the earth or the foundations of the world just goes offline as Facebook did. And of course, therefore, WhatsApp, Instagram, and what else is linked with Facebook? Something else went down. Yeah, those, those three major services. Yeah. No, we saw, but we saw actually a lot of our customers being like very adaptable and we are super happy to see that. And they start sending campaigns related to Facebook being down, SMS campaigns and email campaigns and inviting, okay, Facebook is down, but we are still here. Mm-hmm. So go and shop. And this is a special Facebook down offer whatever <laughs> discount so really being i like it a facebook down discount I, I kind of wish i thought of that it did occur to me to do something about it and i just thought well it's kind of i don't know it's a bit of a cheap shot but you know maybe maybe there's no such thing as a cheap shot in marketing if it works um, <laughs> so yes, if it does you have you have plenty of time to do something because you save you know the statistics show that people are spending so much time in social media and social networks so if yeah. facebook is your primer instagram let's say is your primary network where you will spend or waste your time so you have plenty of time apparently so you can spend this time purchasing or exploring uh, your the brands of interest let's say i like it so that's for those who are omnichannel marketers then there are many upsides so let's get into the main meat of today's show we're going to talk about the ios 15 update which sounds incredibly specific but i think it's probably quite of interest to those who would do any kind of marketing that isn't strictly just selling on Amazon. And by the way, guys, it's 2021. If you are listening and you're selling on Amazon and you do no off Amazon marketing at all, I really think it's time you change that because Amazon as a channel isn't necessarily going to get suspended like Facebook was yesterday, but they could suspend you anytime. And I think having your own email marketing list or anything along those lines is going to be the starting point of giving yourself that that security and many many upsides we're not going to talk about that today but if you're not selling on if you're selling on amazon and you're not marketing off amazon you should 
Um, I'm just going to say that. So I think this is relevant to all e-commerce sellers personally. Now, first thing to say then, what is the iOS update? So iOS is the iPhone operating system. Is that right? Yeah. Tell us more. What, what are we actually talking yeah, about App- today? Apple, yeah, Apple operating system. And those kind of like, I, I would maybe even separate those topics a little bit. So it's uh, iOS 15 update, which is relevant for anyone who is doing retention marketing, email marketing specifically, because it's going to skew your open metrics, which is still one of, one of the most important metrics, which is being tracked by, by the marketers. And the sep- second topic is is Amazon attribution, quite a new thing, which we released uh, late this summer and and uh, referral, brand referral bon- bonus program. So those those two topics, which which are kind of like related, but, but a little bit separate. So if we could start maybe with iOS 15 update, which is relevant for anyone who is selling online and who are owning their email list, doesn't matter where do you sell you on your own, own store on Amazon, etc. But if you are owning your email list, that's going to make an impact. So just maybe for those for whom it's a, it's a new thing. So just a short intro to this. So Amazon like officially announced the release of iOS 15 operating system for app like phones, tablets, and even uh, their laptops. So the, all of them are running on the uh, iOS 15 currently, or this is being released now. So they started this release 20th of September, it's be, and it's being gradually released. So what does that mean for the marketers mainly? Be, like There are two main changes which are happening with this iOS 15 rollout. First one is being called mail privacy, mail privacy settings. So now by default i mean it's not a default but there is a pop-up form which really uh invites you to opt into this new mail privacy and it's just such a straightforward and the wording is so so worrying and so scaring that i have no doubts 95 percent or maybe 99 percent of of all the users apple users will be opting in and it's going to change two things first one all the opens will be tracked immediately so the only technical uh, way how all email service providers are tracking your email open is by opening the image one pixel which is not visible visible for your uh, readers and for yourself so that's how it's being being tracked so now apple mail client will be upload like downloading all the images upon the receive so immediately so basically all your subscribers who are using apple email as an email client will be recorded as opened email just immediately upon receiving it so definitely it's not the right the right metric and uh, yeah so we have this internal joke that for the marketers who are working for a large organization it could be good because you're going to prove okay i i have improved my metrics a lot but that's going to be fake metrics right yeah that's that's the first change and the second change is is geolocation due to exactly the same technical uh, change basically you will not be able uh, to track where uh, those people who are opening your emails actually are so it's it's one of the things which was becoming more and more popular so geotargeting by 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 the state by the by the country the location of your customers as e-commerce is basically becoming more and more global so it's not will not be available how much of impact that's a question which i usually get from um from customers so uh, for like from industry so according to litmus data which is called like really reliable source uh, they say that in in countries like united states the uk australia canada 
like Apple male penetration is around 50%. According to our data, it's a bit lower among our customer base. It's around 38, 39%. So let's say 40 around it. So it's a bit lower, but still it's a significant impact. So definitely it will make an impact for anyone who's sending emails so that your open rates will just become better, which is not true. People were not really reading those emails. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So I, I I didn't quite understand the thing about pixels, but I mean broadly speaking, it sounds like you know they are going to show everything as opened on on that operating yep. system, and that's not true. So obviously, then that means open rates are going to be rubbish for for email. Is there other before we plunge into email? I suppose we ought to just check: is it relevant for any other types of marketing? Will that affect any other channels of no. marketing as well? No. No, it should not. Yeah. So it's just basically email. Okay. Well, that makes yep, sense. That's As a user of Apple Mail myself, I think uh, I will be, you know, probably I naturally check every box that says, please don't market anything to me. So, <laughs> or track me because <laughs> I work at internet marketing. So every time I open YouTube, I get somebody advertising Amazon training at me like every single time. And it gets a bit wearing after a while, particularly because most of it's terrible. That's anyway. So I can see why this is going to be widely adopted. So what, how do we deal with this? Obviously, if our open rate statistics are rubbish, is there a hack? Is there a workaround or, or what's the mm -hmm. right response to that? Yeah, so what I would suggest really to focusing more for all the marketers on conversion metrics. So starting as a clicks as a primary metric and and then actually purchases and website behavior as well. So those are kind of the, the things which you should be, could could and should be tracking now and then making those your primary metrics over over to opens. Still, like you, you can segment and that's probably, okay, just one by one. So initially what I would suggest doing is really to to segment so to segment out those of your readers and those of your subscribers who are using apple mail and those who are outside apple mail so outside apple mail there will be legit opens and you can still like you know rely on this metric and have all your practices there so it's a bit of more work so that's a first step which we would advise first that sounds like an excellent step i'm sorry to interrupt but i just want to know how do we do that because obviously that sounds really important it makes total sense to me yeah, so it really depends on your email service provider. In case of Omnisend, we have a pre-built segments for, for our customers and uh, and we are able as email service provider to identify what uh, client is being used. So I have no doubt that uh, more or less all email service provider, like modern email service provider globally, they have prepared for that. And if not, so that's what you should be requiring from your ESP to identify what uh, email client your, your reader is being uh, used by your readers and then make segments based on that okay perfect so you got email client so we need to go through and select anything that isn't apple as an email client is there any yep. other sort of words for it so it's ios apple is there any other words that we would be looking for that are sort of red flag that's probably kind of from kind of way more technical identification it's like a client but that should not be shown in your in your report list in your dashboard yeah so apple apple mail that's probably the primary or yeah. ios could be the secondary but apple Apple Mail, that's the main keyword. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. Okay, so we segment those out then. So you were going to say there was a second response. So I interrupt. Yeah, so the second, the second like response to prepare for that, what we would suggest to clean up your list. So one of the challenges which this current change is bringing, not will, but it's already bringing to the marketers is really that the, the list hygiene is extremely important. So basically removing your old contacts uh, is important. So up uh, until today, it was mainly based on activities. Yeah, so the good practice is that, let's say, you are cleaning up the contacts, which in the 
past 12 months have never opened any of your email. Because the old contacts can ruin your online reputation and they uh, still, marketers sometimes think that this is my asset that I build a mailing list of 100,000 subscribers throughout 10 years. But if let's say 70,000 of those have never read my any single email in the past 12 months, they are dead contacts. You will never be able to to, to to reactivate them or so. That's what our practice shows. Okay, you can reactivate up to 2-3% at most. So the numbers are really low. So that's, that's what is very important. So still, once you have open data, what we would suggest really to clean up your list and to get rid of inactive uh, contacts, those who have never opened any single email in the past 12 months. So that's the second thing which we would advise to do. Third thing is really start thinking more and rely more on clicks as a primary metric and other metrics, as I mentioned already. So conversional metrics, mainly purchases and website behavior. So let's say, to give you an example, if Michael is is visiting your website and browsing, and that's what you are capable to track and register. So definitely, it's highly likely that Michael still is okay receiving your communication because he's still an active customer and he shows engagement with your brand, with your online store. But if if we have not seen Michael clicking, visiting, or purchasing again in the past 12 months, highly likely that Michael is not active anymore. So that's 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 another thing. So basically augment and start focusing on other other main metrics as clicks, purchasing data, and website behavior. So that's three metrics replacing one open metric. Amazing. Thank you. Very practical response. So segmenting by email client, if that's the right word, cleaning up your list and then changing the metrics. And it strikes me also, I, I don't know, I'd be interested in your thoughts on this as a, an email marketing expert. I always thought that open rates only tell me whether my subject line and first line are, are good anyway. I mean, apart from that, I think they're meaningless because it doesn't really matter if everyone opens my email, if nobody clicks anyway, I suppose, except they're reading, I suppose it shows some kind of engagement. I mean, what do you think the meaning of open rates was anyway? And does it really matter that it's gone away? Michael, you are absolutely right. And if you had, if you would ask any marketer, everybody would admit and said, yeah, yeah, so that's true. But like to be fully transparent and fully honest to ourselves, I mean, ourselves, like all, all the marketers, opens were still very important and always, always tracked metrics. And we see from our reports usage, so open rates was the primary metric, which was always used. And the breakdown of our metrics was used way, way like less. So um, so you're right. Yes, it didn't show much even now or in the past already. So not a significant change by, by this mean, but the habitual change is still quite significant. As marketers, we're tracking this as a fundamental primary metric. So, but it's very similar to once we talk about websites. Uh, so visits to websites, it's what we actually attract. Although visits, purely they don't tell you anything. So way more important. So what is the conversion rate? What uh, what conversions are you, are you tracking? What is engagement? What is the bounce metrics and all those things? So if you have like huge traffic, but they are just bouncing after two seconds, it doesn't mean anything. But still visits as a fundamental primary metric is being tracked, is being shared, is being celebrated. So the same with opens in email. Yeah, interesting. So it sounds like it's forcing a mindset shift for marketers than it is really going to damage Correct. everything. Correct. Presume it's, not, it, it's, it's, it's not, yeah, I'm sorry, just it's yeah, not going to damage. So that's probably very important to emphasize this to our listeners. Mm. Because of this iOS 15 change, the only metric opens will 
change because it will be skewed. The effectiveness of email will not be skewed at all. So email will remain as effective as it is, it is now because nothing fundamentally will not change. Just your ability to think and yeah, as you named it right, the, the mindset shift will have to happen in a lot of marketers' heads. Yeah, interesting. And uh, the other thing that strikes me is this. Obviously, the, the main thing I want to know if I send something some, to somebody is have they opened it, of course? Are they actually seeing the, the, the message? And I have lots of fun A-B testing my subject lines. So that's going to be a bit of a mess for the Apple people. But the other thing I want to know is do they click? And I can measure that with any normal ESP email service provider. But the thing I can't see is whether they're reading because <laughs> I don't get any metrics about that now. Now, one thing I've seen some marketers do is send a pretty short sort of, you know, one paragraph about something and then to read more, click here. Is that going to be a solution that, that we can use as a sort of metric halfway between the open rate and the click with some form of engagement, but not necessarily? That's you know, correct. Very is, good advice. Is that good practice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to what you said, like a couple of, again, very actionable tips here. So first one, you're right, A-B testing of subject lines and sender name, those two were based on opens, yeah, subject lines and, and, and the sender's name. So, so what we would recommend to do is really to run, as we know, okay, it will be like half or 60% still outside Apple Mail. So basically take this segment, run A-B test for a subject line, and then the, the winner let let the entire mailing list receive the winning subject line. So that's the advice. Second, I completely agree to what you just said. And the third is really start A-B testing more of the content itself. And to what you said, yeah, so have this, you know, below the, the, the fold or something and call to action buttons and then like less text. If 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 you're sending, and there are two kinds of emails. One is, is really like more informational when you are sending useful information. So instead of placing the entire paragraph or entire text, yeah, basically make a sneak peek, uh, catchy headlines and all those things and read more, which is then linking to your landing page or to your website, to your blog. And, and the second uh, part, kind of emails are more promotional than if you're selling online and if you are e-commerce brand, you are usually sending like images, which are really kind of like the call to action is purchase now, or, you know, it's not that much of a extra exploration or extra text, which is happening on the website. But again, you can be creative and you can, you can use badges. Okay. Find out special offer on our website. Find out more. There is, there is a better offers in our website, etc. So kind of find, be creative and find all the ways to really make uh, your readers to click on call to action buttons. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think that what matters isn't <laughs> open rates were always kind of fool's gold anyway, because like it kind of you can feel better about yourself by using it. But as you said, if somebody's reading but never actually engages with your blog, that's not a great sign that they actually care. And sooner or later, I would want to see clicks coming from uh, like the world. The, it's funny, isn't it? The email and, and web pages, they kind of feel so incredibly 1990s now, but they still come down to clicks and moving by click from one page to another, right? And in a way, I suppose an email is just a page on a browser for quite a lot of people, right? It's just another web page. So obviously if you're on Apple Mail, then it's a separate app, but I guess it's clicking from one thing to another, right? And I think that for me, I just want to get that click. I mean, I, is that is that wrong thinking or is there something a bit more refined we can take out of this? Yeah, this is this is the right thinking. I, I, I do agree, I do agree. Although, although, 
tell the how to say it again depends on on the on the communication you are doing but click to open ratio is still rather low so it's like four or five times usually lower so uh, you have to extrapolate so if you get five percent of clicks high likely you have 20 percent of opens and uh, and why is it so because not every lovely of your campaign is really being highly engaged because you cannot like uh, hit right to the target with any communication in every piece of email which you are sending so here for michael let's say there is a brand x which michael is a fan of brand x and michael is reading their emails but not every time he's really interested in the content so much that he would click on the call to action button and continue exploration but and maybe he clicks on every third on every fifth email which is great still it's it's very good yeah but you should not be expecting like everyone clicking on each email but i do agree you have to 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 call to action another address to this is really be rely more on automated campaigns this is very important because what we see the engagement rate on automated campaigns is way, way, way high in comparison to just scheduled like bulk email campaigns or email blasts, however you call it. Why is it so? Because all the automated campaigns, uh, they start with a trigger and basically they're being sent out by the system, by the platform. Is it Omnisend? Is it another marketing automation platform? When your customer, your visitor shows the intent of something. So basically the signal comes first and only then the marketing message follows the signal the signal brought by the customer and uh, therefore it's way more relevant to to the reader to the customer and therefore it's being way more engaged with the content in comparison to bulk email campaigns and the, the good news is that the, the, the engagement and the effectiveness is like growing significantly in 2020 according to our research here among Omniscient customers, we saw that it was around 30% of uh, conversions were attributed to automated campaigns in comparison to a bit more than 2% of the traffic sent. So only 2% of email sent, automated emails generated 30% of orders for our customer base. So that's that's another thing. What we still see that a lot of marketers are using just uh, if it's a commerce market is using just a branding card reminder, that's that's more or less the only automation, but you can run a uh, welcome, you can run post-purchase, you can run customer activation, like automated campaigns, which which are very effective and very important for you. Really like that. Could you run over that list again? So I think those with uh, their own websites are going to find that very helpful. The, the automatic campaigns you should have yeah an abandoned cart that's the yeah, only that's, one yeah. Yeah, it's often yeah, yeah. the only one yeah, what, so, what are the other ones so think it's just think about the customer journey so from welcome campaigns when you greet your customer then uh, browse abandonment campaigns before they add anything to the cart then it's uh, abundant cart campaigns then it's uh, post-purchase campaigns then you ask for review then you ask uh, to evaluate your service then then you send this let's say invoice or something which you could be be added with a little bit of promotional messages as well so and then some customer like reactivation on re-engagement campaigns which again could be like full automated if if your customer has not been purchased let's say for three months or one month depending on your uh, like average sales cycle yeah so you can start to trigger automated campaign and, and and invite them to come back like it and by the way i think that again it's tricky when you just mostly focus on selling on amazon or even solely sell on amazon 
But I do think you could have things like welcome campaigns that will welcome somebody to your brand. You can't do an abandoned cart campaign. That's off the, the table. You certainly can and should be if you're doing it very carefully, asking for reviews outside of the Amazon ecosphere. And, and invoices, again, that's going to be within the Amazon thing. So there are certain things. I mean, customer reactivation and re-engagement, if you can capture their emails before you send them on to Amazon, you've got a chance to nurture that relationship. And I think for me, that's the reason why I'm really banging the drum of email also, um, email marketing and off Amazon marketing generally for those who sell on Amazon. That they, You don't have to just kind of accept this situation where Amazon owns the customer data and that's it. If you capture them first, and I think this, this is great news, but for anyone else who's running their Shopify sites, I think uh, welcome campaigns, abandon cart, the only one most people do, as you said, review, evaluate, sending invoice, reactivation, that's six that I, I'm counting already. And as you said, I really like the fact that you flagged those, that data up from your own data that 30% of the conversions attributed to auto campaigns from 2% of the traffic. To your point, and there's a general theme is emerging here that the big numbers don't really matter, do they? Like 100,000 people on your email list, but 70,000 haven't opened an email. You've got an email list that's effectively 30,000 and probably you know, 2% of those are going to be buying the, all your stuff because that's the 80 20 rule, right? It, it applies to everything. Re relevance is what matters the most. Yeah. So by, by, by all means, so uh, relevance of your email list, subscribers list. So you have, you have to uh, have it up to date and you have to have active uh, and engaging uh, subscribers there and the same with messages yeah so like just the relevance of those messages automated messages what drives the effectiveness now yeah and just yeah maybe one one another last piece of advice is really uh, augment email with uh, with other channels text messages web push notifications so they are highly effective and and uh, especially sms text messages sms mms uh, in, in certain countries not not like mms is not uh, available like globally but in the united states let's say in canada you, you can do mms with a visual content within an sms through sms channel with a visual content so even converting even even better so yeah so that's what i would advise really again uh, have an omni-channel approach if you have not start doing it yet start start exploring it and it's really uh, highly effective so basically as where we started yeah if facebook is down so you have other, other great channels yeah. how you can still reach your customers it's email it's text messages so the more channels you have to communicate with your customers the more independent from any force majeures you are the the better reach you get actually because your different customers prefer different communication channels so the better reach usually leads to better conversions and uh, better business results Absolutely. So people talk about multi-channel in e-commerce a lot of the time, but what they mean is multiple sales channel like Shopify and Amazon and Walmart.com, for example. But what they neglect is the multiple marketing channels, the, the thing that you guys specialize in, Omnisend being, you know, Omni everywhere, I think, isn't it? The Latin, if I remember my school days. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think that people overlook that at the power of that, because if you, for example, sell on Amazon and you get your Amazon account suspended, but you have an email list of 100,000 really engaged people, you you could whack up a Shopify site probably within a week if you use some developer that really knows the business maybe quicker and and be back in business to some degree. I mean, yes, you won't have the open rates, and uh, sorry, the conversion rates, that, but you can at least get back in business. And I, I do know people that have, have had a situation a little bit like that. Normally, in fact, what they had is an existing Shopify site and they had a big list and then Amazon shut them down for a while for whatever reason. So Facebook, by the way, if, you, if you're marketing channels that are vulnerable, I mean, Facebook itself got shut down yesterday. It's unusual, but Facebook shutting people 
people's advertising accounts or entire Facebook account down happens every day of the week, doesn't it? I mean, they mm-hmm. are super quick. They are worse than Amazon, which is saying something to, to really fire quickly and forgive slowly, if ever. So I think it's it's if you're big on Facebook marketing, then it's just a good reminder that you are always going to be vulnerable <laughs> and get an omni-channel approach. So talking of which, we also talk about what, what you guys at Omnisend do, obviously, as the name implies multi-channel marketing what what other things do you cover apart from email marketing and how do you help e-commerce sellers yeah so we do we are on the channel marketing automation platform so basically we help our our customers who do sell online to to communicate with their existing customers and to retain their customers by a few things so first one is really synchronizing data with your online store so what i have been talking about like uh, customer behavior on-site behavior visiting behavior it's it's all the things we're tracking and based on that you can automate alongside with sending still bulk campaigns through uh, omniscient and you can do it uh, by multiple channels so it's uh, email it's text messages it's uh, web push notifications and it's synchronization with your google and facebook ads accounts in order to run lookalike audiences or or retargeting campaigns based on those segments so it's really uh, and with omniscient it's very very flat learning curve so it's so easy to start uh, benefiting and really getting orders and uh, and it's quite powerful when you when you master it and you can do a lot of great things like yeah I, I really like those softwares and sort of packages and services like you guys that that offer a very integrated system because i think one of the one of the things about life in online is that it's not that hard to start with a system like sms marketing i mean i've i've tried i think twilio in the past and it's only hard to find somebody like mailchimp or whatever that does email marketing but you get something that's geared to e-commerce is a bit harder and then you may be looking at clavio i'm naming all your rivals here now but the trouble is that yes. if things ha- operate independently of each other somebody's got to sweat to integrate those and make sure that when you send out a massive load of traffic to your website via Google ads that you're actually trying to capture that and that you then have an email campaign in place to nurture those leads. And then where do you send them from then? And then suddenly it becomes a problem of lots of things <laughs> running around automatically doing stuff, but that they don't coordinate. It's a bit like putting an orchestra of fine musicians together and then mm. kind of having no conductor. I say this true, because true. I used to conduct orchestras and actually you can get true. a lot of chaos out of really great players if you don't coordinate them. So I really like the fact that you guys offer that coordination i think that's really really overlooked if i may say so so yeah um, that's that's yeah and you mentioned some some kind of like household names yeah so understand is like mailchimp just tailored for e-commerce so a lot of specific things and then things which are pre-built and yeah we're similar to clavio we just way easier to as powerful as clavio just easier to use and then we have way better support so that's what we're famous for really hand-holding and helping our customers to to succeed uh, since the very very beginning of their business till till becoming quite large organizations like including yeah. lego or samsung or unilever who are using omniscient excellent that's very very cool to hear i didn't know that unilever was doing that but also yeah the, the great support is really important because that's the other thing that you discover if you use the famous you know cheap or free versions of things in my experience it's great until it doesn't work and then you, you send an email and then 48 hours later you get something back from Zendesk <laughs> saying yeah we've acknowledged your your thing and in the meantime you're tearing your hair out because something really important to your business isn't working so that's important so i know you've got a couple of bits of some resources for us one of this very excitingly titled opensadead.com is that your site or is that the 
uh, a sort of related site that somebody else runs that you think we should know about? Yeah, open so that it's owned by us. It's mm-hmm. a site dedicated to iOS 15 changes. Yeah, but the, the source is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, like open so that, but not email is not. So that's yeah. that's the tagline of that website. So if you want to learn more about uh, everything iOS 15 updates related and how to manage, like how to change opens as a primary metric to uh, all other metrics so that's that's definitely the source for you and there are there are great articles done by us but there are a lot of great articles and sources done by others industry experts in opens at that website so it's not promotional at all it's it's built for you to really to help to to, um, to manage the situation which we are currently facing amazing well look, this has been very educational for me and i think it's an imp- a, a good reflection point when strange things happen like facebook gets suspended or ios um, updates mean suddenly your open rates are meaningless and something you've relied on you know like the sun being there or something suddenly is taken away from you and it forces a mindset rethink and, and it turns out that actually we were focused on something slightly irrelevant anyway by the sound of it in a lot of cases so apart from the ability to write a great headline or subject line, I should say, for your emails, I guess, you know, it's not really going to change that much because in the end, if people are clicking through and doing stuff that matters, like buying things or at least reading our blog articles or whatever else we want them to do, then I guess that in the end, those are the metrics that matter. So kind of alarming yet reassuring episodes. So we're going to wrap this one up here. And next, we're going to talk about Amazon attribution. But I think there's plenty for us to absorb here. So for now, we just Loris of Omnisend. Many, many thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.